welcome to the Vector Accelerator podcast, where we delve into the profound journey of veterans navigating the transition from military service to civilian life. Join us as we explore the challenges faced and the critical question for clarity in identity, purpose, and community beyond the uniform. I'm your co-host, Michael Halterman. My friends call me Halty, and I hope you will too. I spent about 20 years in the United States Marine Corps, first 10 years as an infantryman, and the second 10 years in special operations. The best version of me is always in service to others. I'm joined by my co-host, Joe Lara. You know, I joined the Navy to serve four years thinking that was going to be it, but that quickly turned into 24 and it flew by. Today, the best version of me is serving and hustling for others so that they can find clarity. And Halty and I, we're here together and we hope that you can find the best version of you. Today, we have a special guest, Michael Davidson. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you, Halty. Nice to join. Thank you so much for being here. You know, Michael did two decades in the United States Navy, going from deck sailor all the way to lieutenant commander. And in the last nine years, he spent that helping veterans transition. And so as we always like to start with a little bit of group introspection, and it's going to go to Joe first, that'll give you, Michael, that'll give you a little bit of time to build your thoughts. But what about your past gives you strength? Yeah, this question is, uh, is good because when I first heard this question, my mind went to, you know, what fires me up, what gets me excited so I can push through something, work, uh, a, a difficult challenge or whatnot. But that's not really what the question is about. It's, it's sort of um, uh, looking back in my past and finding when I was in a state of flow, mm. when I was doing things that I love to do, where you kind of lose track of time. And uh, rec- maybe in the last couple of years, I was working on this project uh, to, uh, to develop curriculum for, for students. And as I was putting all those pieces together, I was realizing, man, uh, there's some creativity there. There's some... Um, uh, intentionality with trying to like put together the right thing to know the audience. So thinking about the audience, others first. So I started thinking, okay, others first, creativity, all those things. Those are my strengths and my talents. And I mean, that's what comes to mind when I, when I look back and I see where I found a state of flow, where I lost track of time, it's, it's in those things. And uh, yeah, that's just what, that's just what came to mind. Michael, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, just like I, I won Joe's life. It just sounds like he found like Nirvana. <laughs> um, uh, but um, yeah, like with me, like you know, like what in my past gives me strength. Um, just because it's what sailors do. We we tell sea stories. I'll just tell a quick sea story. Um, yes. And so I'll try to make this, you know, like not too lengthy, but. Here's how the story goes. I'm raised by my grandparents. Um, my grandfather was in the Navy in World War II. Um, and growing up, I was like the only child, but the only, well, you know, the only grandchild. Um, and then he always called me Nub, Nubbins, Nubs, <laughs> something with Nub. Um, fast forward, I, you know, I, I enlist in the Navy go to submarine school, I get to my first boat. Um, and as I'm going down in, into the boat, um, the top side watch says, get hot nub. And I'm like, terrified. I'm like, what happened here? 
um, his, my grandfather called the boat and told him <laughs> my, my nickname that only he calls me by. Well, come to find out, it's a freaking acronym for non-usable body. <laughs> so I get so pissed off and I find this out. I call my grandfather and I'm like, hey, man, like, um, <laughs> you've been calling me a non-usable body my entire life. And he's like, well, you kind of have been. <laughs> uh, grandparents. I know. Um, and while it may seem harsh, it, it gives me strength every day to be a youthful body. Mm. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That's cool. That's awesome. So I appreciate yeah. both of your perspectives on that. I am um, a, a while back, about a year ago, maybe two, I heard about the self authoring program where you, you really go back through all of your history and write through, like, what do you remember your earliest memories and work your way all the way through the, the decades. Um, and so I did the short version. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. I'll do the short version. But what I, what I got from all of that was I've had the privilege of doing a lot of hard things. And I, I either made it through that hard thing and I learned something new or I failed, like failed ugly, like in public, <laughs> like embarrassingly. And I'm still alive. I'm still here. And I learned from that too. And I was able to leverage both the wins and the losses as opportunities to learn and realization that I've already done a lot of hard things. So the next hard thing, all the stuff before it got me ready for that. So take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. This one's going to suck too, just like the rest, but I can do this too. Yeah. That's awesome. Halty. Uh, you, you reminded me of, a, of something that I learned from a mentor of mine, uh, basically trying to make it feel better because because failing sucks dude it just does mm -hmm. and and so uh he said hey reframe it it's it's not necessarily a failure but it's a learning opportunity mm -hmm. and now if you keep making the same mistake then you're a knucklehead right but mm -hmm. uh but it, 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 failures are okay like accept them and grow from it and and it's a learning moment so that's dude that's awesome thanks thanks for sharing that and uh thanks for sharing uh that that great story michael that's seriously Awesome. That's awesome. That's real too. So yeah. that's cool. Um, yeah. So let's get into some of the, the content uh, conversation uh, based off the chapter of strengths and uh, taking an inventory is something that's where we start, right? Uh, there's different assessments you can do. Um, you know, there's, there's uh, Clifton strengths. There's all kinds of different assessments that, that one can do to kind of say, you know, here you go based off of your results from this questionnaire or whatever, here you go. But we, we found in, in, in our process of going back and looking and reflecting, kind of like my example of looking back and finding a state of flow. Um, Michael, what are some of the ways that you've been able to reflect and acknowledge you know, what you're good at? What you're, what's, what's naturally awesome about Michael? Like, what are, what are some of the things that you've had to do to go back and, and discover that? You know, what I'll say there is, like, first off, like, I mean, yeah, there's tons of assessments out there. Um, and you know, it, it could tell you like what Hogwarts school you belong to or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, where's my sorting hat on your strength? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but there is some goodness in there. Like, I mean, and, and what I think is great about them is like th their descriptions, not definitions. Right. Um, so if you can get a description of how you're feeling or like, great you know, like what you're doing, um, that's cool. That That's like a bonus. So. I don't like to dismiss them all. I mean, 
even though I am a Gallup Strengths Finder coach. Yeah. Um, no plug there. No <laughs> plug at all. But what I'll say is that, like, you know, like this, this whole like tailoring strengths as you're going through transition, um, that I will, I'll share like a quick story about where um, I had just gotten out and, you know, I was putting my resume out there everywhere. And, um, you know, I was a logistics enlisted. I was logistics as an officer. Um, so I was going to do logistics as a civilian. And, you know, just being the best fit. And I'd come to the final interview uh, with the CEO. I was applying for the COO position of, um, you know, basically like one of those companies that loads all the stuff on an airplane to like, you know, all your snacks, all your okay. toiletries, like all that kind of stuff. They load them all in. Um, so I was applying for the COO position. And we're getting down to like one of the final questions. And he's like, uh, can you tell me about your manage- management style? And this is like what not to do. But the, the intent was good. Um, I said, well, you know, I'm sort of like inherently lazy. I don't want to do anyone else's job. <laughs> and what I should have said, <laughs> what I should have said is that I practice a management style of emancipation. Like I want you to be able to make your own decisions and not wait around for me hmm. because I don't want to do your job. Yeah. So that was like a huge, like, you know, I was just being very frank, talking about like, I don't want to do anyone else's job. I'm sorry if I just dropped the nest bomb. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, you can't do anyone else's job. So I don't, yeah. Um, that was a great life lesson on that, like how to tailor, like, because I'm really good at like emancipation in terms of my management style. Like, I want to build you up and let you run. And, and, you know, it's, it's easy to like provide top cover, but the way I sold it was not good. Um, so I think we'll get into a little bit more, like maybe later on, like we can talk about like sort of interview styles and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. 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 So it, it sounds to me like it's, it's not only important to know what you're good at, but how you articulate it really matters. Exactly. Hmm. And knowing, knowing I knew the what audience. I was really good at. Well, yeah, I didn't know the audience, you know, like I, I, I was, <laughs> I'm still like, you know, like, you know, like us just talking, like, well, yeah. you know, like if you were all asking like what my management style is like, I would have said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's but, not about you sales, a... right? Yeah. You're not selling yourself. You're just being honest and open about who you are, what exactly. you're capable of, but using the right language for the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, you give a great example, Michael, of looking back, reflecting, and um, and yes, it's a it's a little bit little bit humorous now, maybe not in the moment when it happened, but um, a learning moment, learning opportunity. But the words came out from that story, right? Uh, uh, just like Halty said, you're 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 putting together the right um, language mm. to truly communicate the value that you offer people. So that's that's a great example. It's a great. Um, encouragement, I think, for those that are listening, that your stories don't have to be perfect either, because in your stories, there's goodness, there's something there. And in this case, we're looking for strengths, we're looking for talents, the things that make le- make you uniquely you. Um, now, let's just say you've built this inventory, 
And, uh, and Michael, you, you've now discovered uh, you love to empower people. You love to do all these things. It's the thing that, I, that we found, and, and, and all three of us have worked in the veteran space for, some, for years now, and we, we've seen this. It's hard to talk about yourself. Mm. And so the minute we say, hey, um, veteran so-and-so in transition, like, hey, w- w- as you start preparing for interviews and whatnot, you could see the uneasiness and just, uh, they're, they're, not, they're not looking forward to that um, because they know they're going to have to talk. And here's the thing is you're the, you're the, you're the item or the, the thing we're going to talk about. So, so what, what makes it so hard for us to talk about our strengths? I would say like what makes it hard to talk about our strengths is we, we come from, you know, an organization where it's all about the community. So it's like, it's a collective. How good are we? Yeah. And I'm just part of that. So then to break yourself out of that and then to be able to talk about like what I'm really good at, it just it's not inherent in like what we've done like for our service. We don't yeah. brag upon ourselves. We brag upon like our unit or our command, whatever wherever we're at, we brag upon that. Not like what I did right. to do that. So then so it's a huge mind shift. Um, you know, to go through that. And what I would encourage folks to, like, you know, think about is if you go through that and you want to talk about yourself, think about, like, you know, um, like the experiences that you had that, like, really stood out in your mind where, wow, that was impactful because of someone, like, talking to me or me talking to someone. And, and, and rely upon that. And because you were there, you changed the situation and you could recognize that. Yeah, that's powerful. Thinking about not only the situation and the, the team was there, the team helped in many ways or someone mentored you, but owning what you did, like owning what you, your piece of it. Do you think that there's a way to do that or a way that you found uh, that can do that that is less salesy, less look at me, kind of all of that? Like, you know, how do you, how do you come across authentic? How do you come across authentic? Being vulnerable mm-hmm. and being wow. humble. Wow. Um, and that's something that we don't really learn a lot about, you know, in, in, the, in the military. <laughs> Right. Um, you know, vulnerability is a weakness. Um, vulnerability, you know, is also a strength. Um, when we apply it to ourselves and how we connect with people. And I would say like, you know, like looking at strengths, um, you know, like I'm very connected and I'm very like individualistic. And I, I used those skills like I didn't have a label because I hadn't taken my sorting cap, um, you know, assessment to determine like what those are labeled as. But um, yeah, I was very connected to people. I was very connected to our mission and I was also very um, individualistic. Um, And I would say like fast forward until like just this past year, being able to, to do that, creating like a psychologically safe 
place, which I didn't know. Like we didn't have a label for it back then of what it was called. Hmm. But just by listening, by being curious, by not telling people what to do, but to guide people to the right path. Um, yeah, like I'm I'm currently mentoring like a 24 year old um, woman at, at our, our organization that she's going through a transition um in in her career um so like it's incredible like i mean in and she's you know civilian um it translates this is in it i can't believe i'm still using the same skills i used like when i was like a very young junior officer um you know and fast forward uh to today i'm still using those skills now i just have a label that's cool. So um, going back to your example of the interview, and maybe you didn't land with the right words in that in that example. Um, definitely, you learned, right? You learned I have to tailor my uh, what's relevant and um, and what what makes sense for this interview, right? You're about to go into interview. Uh, what are some of the, the the recommendations or things you do to to prepare for, for say a conversation. And maybe it's not a high level interview where you're now talking to the CEO, but it could be just a cup of coffee. Maybe. Um, what are some of the recommendations on tailoring the conversation, uh, to talk about your strengths and talents? Yeah, totally. I mean, first thing, um, drop the, the acronyms and the C mm. stories. Oof. I mean, it just doesn't translate. It doesn't translate well. Yeah. Um, and it often makes the, the recipient feel guilty, like they they didn't serve, and like you know here you are with all these cool like you know acronyms and you know secret signs and um, <laughs> it, it just doesn't work. Right. So the the way I I looked at it was like, what is the essence of what I did, you know, um, in in the military, and I'll just like. I can give an example, like, um, it was my first tour, you know, I already been in like, um, 12 years and it was my first tour as an officer and I was a food service officer on a, on a guided missile cruiser. I mean, just a really thankless job. Um, where's my and, strawberry you know, sir? Exactly. <laughs> um, Exactly. Nice reference, uh, Halti. Um <laughs> But I, I'll say that, like, you know, the, the way that, like, it reads in my fit rep, right? You know, like, I served uh, a crew of, you know, or I managed a food service operation for 350 people, four meals a day, averaging 200 meals per serving, you know, um, and it is very statistically, you know, correct. Right. The way I would sell myself is that like, oh, so for a couple of years, I managed the Waffle House. And mm -hmm. I was the, like, I, I ran everything from just like the morale of the kitchen to the morale of the staff to like, you know, customer service experience and break it down more of like, Oh, okay, I can get that. So right. it wasn't like fine dining. You know, it was like more of like a like a diner. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was just a submersible diner. But yeah, like, I mean, we'd go down and um, we had a small staff. If anyone got sick, we we couldn't call any replacements. So like, you know, um, you know, talking to, and, and then make it fun, like make right. it relatable. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, now I get it. Okay. Same thing I would say about like on my other side, like being like a supply officer, like I managed the Napa Auto Parts. Hmm. Um, but we didn't have any resupply options. So like, I mean, we, we really had to be very specific on like what we needed for the next 12 months. Yeah. Wow. What a, wow. what an amazing, you know, I never thought about that way, a way to reframe inside the context of what the person who's sitting across from you can understand relatably, like you said, not using a bunch of acronyms. But yeah. It's like a waffle house. You know what you've been to waffle house. And you just, you tell a story and you, you, then you can use those numbers, those statistics and all of those things. And then they become much more relevant. And then at the, you know, sometimes maybe some of the listeners have heard of the star, the star format, right? The situation, what was the task, what was the action I took? And then what was, what was the big finisher, right? What was the, so what at the end, you know, and, and do you have any thoughts around, you know, how do you, how do you go from a submersible waffle house giving all your numbers and and really beautifully kind of wrap it up at the end to give them the like oh okay like i really get this yeah so then like to talk about like okay so i was working at napa auto parts i was the manager of napa auto parts and i had the best inventory percentage of all the napa auto parts on the west coast hmm. The, I mean, you know, like, I mean, even further dive in. So like, once you right. get them and they start understanding, then just drive it home. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just keep, keep narrating that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 good advice. Um, there's so much good there. I I, I loved how you started with. Um, don't assume that the audience knows what you're talking about when you start. Mm. You know, with all the acronyms and stuff. I can't tell you how many times. Um, even just within our own military, if I'm talking, cause I was in the Navy, right? So if I'm talking to an army uh, individual that served in the army, they might start spouting MOS or numbers and nomenclature. And sometimes in my mind stuck on that and they're, they're, they've moved on. The conversation's going, they're talking, but my mind is stuck on that first thing they said. I'm like, what is that? Um, and I don't want to interrupt them, but it's a distraction for me. And that, that could be my problem. It probably is. But also, you know, I, in pertaining to, uh, talking to civilians, uh, I, I used to say, uh, when somebody would say, Hey, what'd you do in the military? Well, I was a cryptologist and I'm like, wait, what? That that's kind of what I would get. And I remember working with a coach, uh, who heard me say it several times and they're like, how would you describe what you did to like a sixth grade elementary class? I'm like, mm. Oh, I probably lose them. Um, so, uh, I'm a code breaker. Yeah. That I just break codes. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that's simple. It's digestible. It's easy. Cool. Now get past, move on, keep telling the story and get to the value of what you can bring. And it's those little things. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been through numerous iterations of my personal pitch, just like it sounds like all of us do this. And so the encouragement for those listening is this takes work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to like, just because you go through this course and just because you answer these questions or these prompts, out comes this amazing gold, right? It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be rough. So um, work work on it, craft it, then reach out to those around you, your mentors, your tribe, uh, some safe cups of coffee, practice, and then keep refining it. And I think that's mm-hmm. 
that's a, that's something that we want to encourage you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so one final question, Michael, so we can wrap up this, this, uh, this topic here, reflecting on some of the lessons learned in your personal transition, can you share any specific challenges that you faced, um, and how you overcame it? Like what practical tips did you learn from it that you'd like to share and maybe resources that you'd like to share with the audience? Uh, yeah. Um, my transition sucked. Um, mm. it, you know, as many do, um, I've retired like on September 30th, went to work on October 1st for a government contractor. Um, just because like that's what I was supposed to do. Right. Um, and yeah, it led me into a really dark hole. Um, I mean, ideation started creeping in. Mm. Um, I just felt no worth. Mm. Um, and you know, I didn't know what I needed for like a full life. I had never taken that time to think about what I needed for a full life. Wow. Um, and so if I was to give anyone advice on, and I hate to give advice, but I hate, uh, I'd I'd love to give suggestions, um, is that, you know, don't do it alone. Mm. Um, you know, especially like that, you know, well, I mean, even in like boot camp, you, you get paired up with like, you know, um, like a swim buddy, like a running partner, um, somebody that's just going to go through this, the suck with you, but mm-hmm. that, that you can lean on. And, you know, one of the things, like, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Sebastian Younger, but, like, you know, he talks about, like, the fact that, like, tribe. Uh, totally, the tribe. Mm-hmm. Like, when we come back, like, what's so different about, like, you know, like, you think about the veterans of World War II, like, I mean, they were getting deployed in, like, you know, by, like, counties or, you know, like, block radiuses. So, like, they'd go, they'd come back, not as many, but they would come back. But they all had that shared experience, and they were mm-hmm. living in that same community. So they never lost community. Um, today, like I mean, you know, we can go from being over in Bagram to um, Costco and Long Beach, you know, within 36 hours, um, <laughs> and that's not cool. There's no transition right. there. Right. Um, so. To go back to younger, like he has this quote, I'll paraphrase it, but just like, you know, today's veterans, um, you know, like they're willing to serve and they come home. And although that they know what, like they were willing to die for the country, mm-hmm. they don't know how to live for the country. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think a program like this. I mean, really drives home like how to live. Wow! Now that you're out of uniform, yeah. I almost got to pause on that for a moment to, yeah, to give it the space it's, it's due. Because when you really contemplate that, it's one thing to say it out loud; it's another thing to lay it over onto your own life. I was willing to die for my country. How am I living for it today, right now? And I think that is that is really worth contemplating and finding the hope 
that is there because there's a ton of work that needs to be done in America. And that we've already done as we started out the conversation and doing so many hard things. It got us ready for this next hard thing. So we can do it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good encouragement there. And man, thanks for, uh, for, um, for joining us, Michael. Um, you, you definitely gave us a lot to think about. I know you gave myself a lot to think about when we, when we finished this call. Um, and I know it, a lot of things that were said resonated with the audience. So um, thank you for being a part of this experience. And, and if folks want to get a hold of you, uh, Michael, how, how could people do that? Yeah, just um, search for me on, on LinkedIn. Um, I'm the one with the unique Waopele um, middle name. Um, so it's easy to find me, W-A-O, just look for that. Like, um, but I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks again. Uh, and just like just like Michael said, uh, don't do it alone. I think that's 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 key. Uh, you heard you heard an example here of somebody who's definitely being vulnerable and sharing how hard it was not having a course like this, which it's just a course on its own, but it's more when you connect and you actually follow the steps, mm -hmm. which is to connect, mm -hmm. to reach out to people, to build a tribe, to do cups of coffee. That is really what we're trying to do here. So um, we believe you are going to get a job, but we really want you to get a job that matters and realize that there's more than just jobs that that's occurring. Mm -hmm. uh, your life is going to be um, changing at the same time. And so um, there's a lot to figure out, and we just don't want you to do it alone. And we want to invite our guests, um, those that are tuning in, to head over to vectoraccelerator.org, where you can download our transition checklist and or enroll in Vector Accelerator's self-guided virtual course. And this course is designed to help you accelerate your journey to clarity, conviction, and confidence. Mm -hmm.